Welcome to the first episode of Voice of X. Uh, I'm not sure there's really going to be a time limit on this. I'm probably not even going to be doing much editing on it, to be totally honest with you. I just kind of wanted a f kind of a free flow of information. Um, really, the whole purpose of this is just kind of to cover current events, current cultural trends, talk about them from the perspective of a Gen Xer. <clears throat> um, honestly, uh, there's just not much else to say about it except that a lot of things are happening in the world right now and I feel like I, I feel like I hear a lot about the baby boomers, a lot about the millennials, but the Gen Xers are just kind of ignored. So that's really what this is. And so really to kind of kick off that spirit, I, I'm doing the first one is going to be on exactly, uh, you know, what are the Gen Xers? What are the baby boomers? What are the millennials? We're really going to kind of cover Gen Xers um, with some data, some facts, and then my opinion. So um, really just want you guys to, to, to be able to take this information, listen to my opinion, but know that it's my opinion. Um, but opinions and your opinions should be based on reality on facts, you know, uh, not feelings all the time. It's okay to feel. I feel. Everybody feels. But your feelings and your emotions, they need to be tempered by logic, by reality. So that's really kind of what this is. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, so to kind of start out, um, you have, I'm going to go through some data on these generations, okay? You have baby boomers. Baby boomers were born roughly from 1946 to 1964. Now these numbers I don't know, people, they, they, they vary sometimes on when they were born and what the exact dates are, especially when it comes to millennials. Some of these ones born at the end, uh, they really don't want to be counted as Gen Zers, or, but whatever. So these are loose dates, so don't crucify me the exact dates, but boomers were born roughly from 1946 to 1964, all right? Uh, and millennials were born from about 1981 to 1996. So you have about 15 years there for each generation, all right? Baby boomers, um, they have a tendency to be kind of outspoken, um, very matter-of-fact people. So uh, you'll notice, though, these dates, all right? The, 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 the millennials, oftentimes we call, by the way, uh, kind of the entitlement generation or the victim generation. Um, but you'll notice the dates, 1946, 1964, boomers. You hear about baby boomers all the time. Millennials, hear about millennials all the time, 1981, 1986, but there's this 15-year span in between, 1965 to 1980, that nobody ever talks about. I mean, why is this? Why does nobody ever talk about this? Well, that's the Gen Xers. We're also called the slacker generation, latchkey kids, etc. Uh, but there's a whole generation of people there. Where are they? Um, I, I might have a couple of things that I think might be happening with that, but why we don't hear from them very much, but... Uh, and that's from personal perspective, but let's go through some data first here, okay? Um, all right, so, okay, so baby boomers. We already said they were born roughly between 1946 and 1964. Um, the, most of them were children of uh, the greatest generation and some of the silent generation, but returning from, from World War II. Uh, okay, so... <clears throat> They, 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 people came back from World War II, um, came into, into loans, credit. They had their GI bills to help them to help them get homes, go to school. The Depression was over, and they bred like crazy. Had a lot of kids. So that's those kids were the baby boomers. Okay, the post World War II 
boom and babies, that's your baby boomers, that's where the name comes from. Okay. Um, in the developed world, uh, they were kind of associated with the children of privilege. Um, it was a big time here in the United States, uh, booming, booming economy, things were going well. I'm not getting into specifics on that, exactly why that's so. It could be because, I mean, let's face it, Europe was in ruins. Um, we didn't really have any competition. But either way, uh, they were considered the children of privilege. All right. <clears throat> there was a time of great prosperity influence and affluence in the United States. Um, these baby boomers are definitely, they're more active uh, and physically fit than their parents were. Uh, you know, they're, they're living longer and um, they're much more health conscious. And you see this in today, you know, they're really marketed to in this, they're marketed to in, in, in um, keeping moving, keeping going, and going to the, I mean, if you go to the gym, I mean, that's what you see there. You see a lot of baby boomers at the gym working out, okay? Um, now, they, they've really kind of reached their, reached this high peak level of income uh, and it really kind of helped drive this consumer economy. It's often said that the boomers built an economy for baby boomers, and they really helped build this consumer-driven economy. Okay, According to Investopedia, baby boomers make up 20% of the American public, or roughly 77 million people. So out of everybody in the United States, 20% of them are baby boomers, about 77 million. Um, Sorry, I'm going through my facts here. Uh, they're the largest generation group until the millennials. Uh, we'll get to them in, in just a second here, just a few minutes. <clears throat> but they were the largest generation group. Um, the majority of them are, are now past or reaching retirement age. Uh, the longest living generation in history. Uh, they, and maybe this has to do with their health conscious. Maybe it has to do with the advances in medicine. Uh, who knows, but they're definitely living, living longer than anybody else in history, and they're reaching those retirement ages right now. Okay, According to AARP, as a matter of fact, um, boomers spend $7 trillion a year on goods and services. That's $7 trillion with a T. All right? The youngest of the baby boomers are in their late 50s. Um, they still hold a lot of corporate and economic power. All right, 80% of their personal net worth, uh, I'm sorry, 80% of all personal net worth in the United States belongs to boomers. So uh, they've got a lot of purchasing power, guys. Uh, they're in a lot of high places. They, they've done very well from this, themselves. They've really helped build an economy that was going to benefit them. All right, now, also being health conscious, they're expected to uh, live 10 to 25 years longer than the previous generation. Um, they also have a tendency to have higher expectations in their retirement. Um, I, I don't know how to put this delicately, but I, I, a lot of them have a tendency to be, I don't know, very selfish. These are the parents that are spending their money on cruises and, 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 and a lot of expenditures and really not leaving a whole lot to their kids. At least that's been some of the things that I've read. That's more opinion than based on fact, but they definitely have a higher expectation for their retirement. Want to do travel. Want to want to live a, a very comfortable life, and it's understandable. Who wouldn't want that, right? Um, but they're even more so than previous generations. Let's see what we got here. Sorry, my dogs are sleeping down here at my feet, doing this podcast with me today. The voice of X and voice of canines. <laughs> 
All right, now in the marketplace, baby boomers, all right, according to eMarketer, boomers are somewhat digital, but not really. Um, amazing that, you know, they, they were, their generation was really responsible for building that kind of, com those early computer systems, but um, that really kind of ended there. I mean, computer systems that we would really consider an architecture that we would consider find very archaic, even by Gen X standards. So, but but half, but in the digital age where we're, everything's about software and interacting, only half of them use social media, and probably to nobody's surprise, mostly Facebook. Um, <clears throat> two thirds of them have a smartphone, but they really make limited use of it. Um, they have one, but they don't use it to definitely don't use it to its full potential. Um, those of you who know baby boomers probably have seen this a lot. Uh, they still prefer, prefer traditional TV as opposed to streaming or other digital means of viewing. Uh, so they still like watching cable. They like even watch regular TV and, and, and network news. Um, so they really like that traditional television that they grew up with post-war, and which really that lasted all the way until just recently. Let's face it. Streaming is fairly new. I mean, well, I mean, cable. Cable's technically streaming. It's all technically streaming, but this kind of on-demand kind of streaming service is fairly new. And uh, they still have a, so they still have a preference for the, those uh, traditional um, ways of viewing um, media and movies and shows. So six in 10 are digital buyers and are less likely <clears throat> to use a smartphone for shopping. <coughs> so just a little over a half. <coughs> Excuse me. Just a little over half do the purchasing online. That's it. Uh, and they're less likely to use a smartphone for that purchasing than shopping. So they're more likely to be sitting at home on their computer. Only a little over half of them are and really not using their phones for that. As opposed to what you see millennials today who have a phone glued to their hands every place to go to the point that places like Hawaii, I believe, have made it illegal to walk and text at the same time. If they see you with your phone in your hand while you're walking, you can get a ticket. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that passed. <clears throat> okay. Let me look through this real quick here. All right. So anyway, all of this kind of makes sense because they predate um, that real digital revolution that, <clears throat> that started uh, the PC age, but then... They started the PC age, I should say, but then they kind of aged in place. Like what I was saying earlier, they helped develop the personal computer. I mean, these guys were the ones building these things in their garage. And, um, and then they just kind of aged in place. So that's what we're seeing with them. That That's as far as digital purchasing, digital media. They're not really reached by that as well. Okay, so how are they marketed to? Well... According to DMN3, uh, which is a marketing consultant firm, boomers, they're affluent, okay? Um, they're large, they're a large group, they got a lot of money, and they're definitely a prime marketing target. So according to DMN3, boomers are affluent, large, and a prime marketing target. <clears throat> well, what does this mean? I mean, uh, you know, according to Visa, boomers outspend millennials and dominate consumer spending. And rising debt, by the way, <clears throat> they're going. <laughs> their debt is going up, but they definitely outspend millennials, um, and they're they're dominant in the market. Uh, they spend a lot of money. They they do a lot, and they spend more than millennials do, which makes sense. Millennials are still kind of young. They haven't reached peak yet, spending power. So boomers, they're at their peak. They're there. Okay, 
Uh, the things they spend most on, uh, grocery, home goods, services like healthcare, obviously they're, they're getting a little older and taxis, so they're driving less. Um, fast food is a rapidly growing spending pattern for baby boomers. Um, not sure what the, why this is, but they're spending more money on, on fast food than they previously did. Okay, according to uh, MedicareSupplement.com, they spend about $120 billion a year, billion with a B, on leisure travel. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a bit of money. $120 billion a year on leisure travel. So cruises, vacations, things like this. <clears throat> oh, by the way, on a side note, $120 billion a year on leisure travel and $67 billion a year on their pets. Baby boomers love their pets. Love my pets too. My dogs are sitting here with me right now sleeping, not interested in getting involved in the podcast, but <clears throat> so you kind of have a picture of baby boomers and where they're at. Retiring, retiring age, help develop an economy that was going to support them as they grew older, uh, spend a lot of money on leisure, foods, home goods, and their pets. So um, leisure is very important to them as they age. That's what they, that's really what they're looking for. All right. And, and, they spend more money than millennials, and they're larger. They're a huge group, all right. So they're a very large group, and they spend more money than millennials. So they're targeted. They're a targeted market. People are looking. Pardon me. They are looking to go after these people to get them to spend their money. Okay. All right, millennials. Let's move on to these. This group here. All right. They're also known as Gen Y, Generation Y. <clears throat> they were born roughly between 1981 and 1996. Um, they're also called Echo Boomers. Um, because there was a birth boom um, similar to Baby Boomers. It was called Birth Boom the Sequel. You know, these guys are, uh, there's just a lot of them were born. All right. Um, they came up in the age during the, they came up during the information age. They don't know a non-computer, non-digital life. <clears throat> For them, it's always been there. And oftentimes we're started in uh, educated in this in a very young age, very young. I mean, from the time, if they can hold a mouse, they were on it and you see it. Maybe that's a topic we'll go into on another day um, on s sensory development and on this idea that possibly cell phones and social media are cigarettes of the 21st century. Maybe that's uh, probably a different episode that we'll go into, but they're definitely... That's all they know. They know nothing else, and they're very good at it because they've known it their whole lives. Okay, <clears throat> they're generally known for this sense of entitlement and narcissism. Uh, they really feel entitled to certain things and um, certain salaries, uh, certain expectations, and maybe that's because they've been sold a rotten bill of goods. I'm moving into opinion territory here. Don't really want to get into that yet. Uh, but this is definitely what they're known for by, by previous generations. Okay, according to the Census Bureau, there are 83 million millennials in the United States. So according to the Census Bureau, 83 million. That's obviously larger than the 77 million that were, <coughs> excuse me, that were uh, make up the baby boomer generation. Okay, the median household income from a millennial it's about $69,000 a year. Um, <clears throat> that's higher than nearly any young adult household in the last 50 years. Um, 
So they're, they're definitely getting to experience higher levels of affluence than previous generations um, uh, at a younger age. <clears throat> According to Forbes, however, millennials don't enjoy as many opportunities for various reasons, but a large one is large student debt. Again, I think related to <laughs> another topic. Maybe that's kind of involved in the millennials getting uh, sold a rotten bill of goods, but I think that might be a, a separate podcast that I'd, I'd really like to do. Um, also, according to Forbes, according to Forbes, 60% of millennials spend more than $4 on a single cup of coffee. Okay, 70% of millennials will spend a little extra to eat at hip restaurants in town, <clears throat> as opposed to your chain restaurants. They're more into, um, you know, boutique-style restaurants. They'd rather not eat out very often and just <clears throat> go to those every once in a while. 69% of millennials buy clothes for reasons beyond basic necessity. Um, practicality, I guess you can read that as impractical. <laughs> Over 50% of millennials spend money on taxis and Ubers, while only 29% of Gen X and 15% of boomers do the same. Um, again, another topic we can go into on productivity. You know, it's all great and all, but if you're not buying cars, eventually there won't be cars to Uber or Lyft, right? Uh, it's kind of like buying used cars. I'm all for used cars, but it's kind of a parasitic, uh, you know, business. It's a, it's, it's really is. It's eats, feeds off of the new car market. If people aren't buying new cars, eventually there won't be used cars to purchase. Um, so uh, again, related to possibly another podcast, but over 50% of millennials spend money on taxis and Ubers. Um, millennials spend more per year on groceries, gas, restaurants, However, those are not chain restaurants, boutique restaurants, um, so more expensive restaurants. Their cell phone, as nearly, as nearly all own a smartphone and comprise the highest usage as well. So they spend more per year on, on cell phones than anybody else. And they spend more per year on hobbies, electronics, and clothing. Um, <clears throat> at the same time, millennials spend less than older generations on television, uh, as streaming services have come online, cable is becoming a service of the past for these people. Um, and I've got ideas where cable could fix that. Um, maybe we'll touch on that later. Uh, but boy, they could fix that. Um, but they're not. So millennials are jumping out of streaming services. They spend less on travel because they're unable to afford regular vacations and struggle to save for them because of debt and rising costs, you know, in the places where they want to live. Uh, they spend less on pharmacies, uh, pharmaceuticals, and spend less on furniture and building materials. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just getting over a cold, so you don't mind me clearing my throat every once in a while. I apologize. Uh, um, according to MoneyWise, millennials are killing off chain restaurants. Um, yeah, uh, that's another thing. Um, Chili's, Applebee's, you guys like to go out to these places because uh, you get some good customer service, you get to sit down and get served, and it's for a decent price. Yeah, well, those things are going away because the millennials are killing them off. Um, here's what uh, some of the people in this industry have to say. Uh, Chili's is, um, they've migrated from their original roots uh, because they've been having some problems with this as well and tried to go back and, and market to... Uh, um, to people who are looking for those lower prices and good service at the same time. Um, 
The original Chili's in Dallas had a one-page menu featuring an authentic bowl of red as Texan for chili, but the chain has steadily migrated from its roots. Um, so, J.P. Morgan restaurants analyst John I mean, Ivanko has said sticking to basics like ribs and fajitas would boost sales. So they're working on speeding up their services. Cheesecake Factory, millennials don't want pad thai, gluten-free pizza, and ahi tacos on the same menu. They have a favorite local indie spot for each one of those. So chain restaurants that go this route, um, like Cheesecake Factory, and have, what, a, what does it say here, 250 menu items overall, that starts to cause problems. See, these people, that, that, that tr they're getting away from their roots and trying to cater to the tastes of millennials. Um, Applebee's, uh, the generation raised on chicken nuggets has moved on to healthier horizons, says Applebee's, um, and they tried but failed to do the same. Millennials don't bite when their childhood post-soccer hangout baited them with chicken, wonton, tacos, and sriracha lime shrimp. The chain has shut down scores of restaurants in recent years, and another 20 or more are expected. Um, the chain, it says here, is leaving millennials to their edamame and wooing back baby boomers with two for 20 menu and all you can eat dinner specials. Good marketing tactic, by the way. The millennials were going there when they were younger because their Gen X and millennial and baby boomer parents were taking them there. That's your market, folks. Hooters is in this list, but you know, um, the hiring practices and stuff and the problems they had, we're going to leave them out because they have their own set of issues. TGI Fridays, I mean, how many of those do you see around anymore? You know, 20 and 30-somethings find it hard to believe that TGI Fridays used to be jam-packed for happy hour or until, you know, until last call. The former CEO of, of uh, TGI Fridays, John Antioco, blamed overzealous expansion to suburbs for chain's present-day woes. However, location may not be the problem. To millennials, Friday is just so yesterday. So you can kind of see a trend here. All right, they're... And I, I, look, looking at it from their perspective, that's not what they're into. I totally get it. I, I understand. They're not into the chain restaurants. But the chain restaurants, guys, if you, you guys involved here, you guys sitting on the board of the chain restaurants, stop going after the millennials, Okay. They're not the ones who eat at your places, all right? So, um, I mean, there's a whole list of these I could go through. Um, but anyway, they don't, millennials don't eat at chain restaurants. They like those kitschy boutique places, all right? Another Forbes article says um, that millennials spend less, uh, less time than parents on food prep. And uh, that manifests from eating out a lot. So they don't make a lot of food at home. Um, so I'm going to continue to go through some of this here, and then we're going to we're going to move into the opinion section. Okay. So according to um, I'm Kiplinger, I believe is what that how you pronounce it. Not Kiplinger, but Kiplinger. Uh, millennials prefer boutique restaurants, and for fast food, go for fast casual places like Chipotle. Which, by the way, I love Chipotle. Uh, don't get me wrong, the, the burritos are awesome, okay, but they're, they're kind of foregoing these and hurting those places as well. Now, politically, um, let's look at millennials a little bit here, okay. According to YouGov poll, a YouGov poll, 70% of millennials say they would, they would be at least somewhat willing to vote for a socialist candidate. Well, 20% are extremely likely to vote for a socialist candidate. And by the way, 70% of millennials are unsure what communism really is. So 
they're kind of this is an education issue folks they, they haven't been taught history civics or anything else properly all right 66 percent of americans can't define socialism all right lots lots of misperceptions about socialism and we can go on this on another episode for sure for sure but this is according to all these are according to reason.com okay 66% of Americans can't define socialism. Lots of mis, uh, there's lots of misconceptions and misperceptions about socialism. And, and, that, and socialism is the leading man-made cause of death in human existence. All right? We can get some numbers later on, maybe in a different episode. But if you really want to know how many people it, it, has, it has killed, okay? So, uh, but you get the idea again on millennials, where they're at. I know I sound somewhat negative about millennials. It's kind of hard not to. Um, and we're going to come to why I find it hard not to um, shortly. shortly. Um, and again, let's get to the, the generation that was kind of forgotten, okay? Um, where am I at here? Sorry, looking at all my papers here. Okay, so... Generation X, right? Roughly 1965 to 1980. I kind of come at the end of that. Um, but if you browse through any marketing magazine or trade paper, you'll see an obsession with millennials and to a lesser degree baby boomers. Just pay attention to the advertising everywhere. Everywhere you see. Look at the commercials. Look at billboards. Look at, just look around you. Look at what's going out of business and what's popping up in your neighborhoods. Everything has been geared towards millennials and, to a lesser degree, baby boomers. I mean, even notice the dates I gave you, 1946, 1964, 1981, 1986. People just completely, completely write off Gen Xers, okay? So let's go through some of the stats on Gen X because you probably have heard some of the other stuff I gave you on the other two generations, but probably not a whole lot on this. Um... I'm going to start off by saying that, uh, hold on. Okay, so Gen X only makes up about 25% of the population, but far less, far less than millennials. Millennials are huge. It's a huge group. However, that 25% of the population, those Gen Xers, account for 31% of total U.S. income, 31. They make up almost a third of U.S. income is made by these, by, by Gen Xers, all right? They have less than their parents at the same age, um, but this is kind of attributed to a huge amount of Gen Xers that are caring for aging parents and their millennial and Gen Z kids who don't leave home until they're in their 30s. So yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these Gen Xers have a parent living at home and still have an adult child or a young child. I came at the end of the Gen Xers, but my adults, my kids are adults, they're still in college. But bottom line is, guys, they're caring for both. So they don't have as much because they're helping take care of both. They're helping take care of the parents who've gotten older and their kids who just aren't getting off their butts and getting out of the house. All right, according to the U.S. Department of Labor, Labor, <laughs> They outspend all other generations in housing, clothing, eating out, and entertainment. Guys, where's the shopping malls? 
what's happened? You see them shutting down all over the country. And honestly, I see the, the people who are there. They're millennial age kids. They're hanging out in the food court. They're not shopping very little. I mean, there's a couple of places. A lot of them are at Sephora. The girls are But the rest of the places are kind of empty. Uh, might be people looking around, but nobody's waiting in line to buy anything. I, I mean, all they want to do is spend their money on some food, some boba, and then walk around and hang out. So we'll maybe get to that at another time, too. I have a lot of things I could cover here. Um, <clears throat> 2000, a 2015 survey report from Sage says that 50% of all startups in the United States are Gen Xers. Gen X middle class income uh, income averages uh, $50,400 a year compared to millennials $34,430 a year. So we're making more money. Okay, 35% of Gen Xers have degrees compared to millennials 19%. Um, <clears throat> That might not be a bad thing, but yeah, they're definitely uh, more educated than the millennials. Um, and here's the big thing too. Uh, Gen Xers bridge the gap between analog and digital. Our parents built these computers in their garage. We were here through the whole thing. We got to see the startup. We got to see it go from from the PC at home to the cell phone you have in your hand. So Gen Xers have a tendency to have this one leg in the past, one leg in the future. And they really kind of straddle both and they do it very, very well. They can live with tech and they use it to their advantage. They can also live without it. They can leave a cell phone at home and not be dead in the water, not be going through withdrawals like, like, so like a heroin addict because they don't have their phone at their fingertips. Oh, and by the way, let me tell you something else pop culture that all the millennials love. They love to try to recycle. That's rad. Who uses that word? Rad. Well, we use that word. All the wonderful movies, all the great music from the 80s and the early 90s there. Okay, we had that too, the grunge sound and everything else. Guys, that's Gen X. Uh, um, I apologize for disco, okay? But all that other great movie that we had, that 80s pop culture that everybody loves so much, that was ours. That was ours, okay? Okay, so I gotta ask, why do marketers seem to be ignoring the slacker generation, Gen X? Now, according to PR Daily, 54% of Gen Xers are tired of being an afterthought. Over half, over half of Gen Xers are sitting there going, I'm sick and tired of being skipped over. All right. In Canada, by the way, let's go ahead and leave the United States. In Canada, 27% of, of Gen Xers, they don't think advertising aimed at them at all. They think they're being overlooked also. All right. So now we're going to move from data and facts, and we're going to move into my opinion. <clears throat> okay. Um, what's going on? What is it Gen Xers want? Where have they gone? Why are they not heard? today and what can we do about it okay so just a warning right now this is not fact this is opinion based upon the data i've given you and my own experiences form your own opinion don't feel no go look the facts up and find it out so opinion warning right now okay i brought up malls before okay 
We love shopping at malls. That was us. Why? Why aren't you marketing that to us? Why are you just shutting them down? Why are you giving everything over to millennials constantly? Why are you giving it over to them? I don't understand. Every place I go, I feel like I am absolutely out of place as a Gen Xer. Absolutely out of place. Most places have nothing that I want. They do nothing that I want. They sell nothing that I want. And they don't even do it in a way that I like. Now, you can say my tastes were shaped by my generation, how I grew up. Absolutely. Just as every generation is. Guess what, guys? We're still here. We have more money to spend than any other generation. We are reaching, we are just now coming in to our peak income. And we out-purchase the other two generations. Why aren't you marketing to us? I'm not sure exactly why this is. I, 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 I'm assuming it's because, I don't know, maybe we're not sitting on... I don't know. What do you think? I, I, maybe we're just not running these properties. Maybe we're not sitting on the boards of these companies. Maybe we're not marketing these people. Maybe we've just sat around and let things slide by. I don't know. I'm not entirely certain, folks. But I can tell you, I'm kind of tired of it. Hey, I like chilies. I don't want to spend a ton of money at a little boutique, kitschy boutique restaurant and only be able to go once a month. I'd rather take my family out once a week for a decent sit-down restaurant with some good service, and it's not gonna break the bank. And guess what, I can do it every week. And it's relaxing, and it's a great way to end my week and spend time with my family. I, I, <laughs> I'm failing to understand why these companies can't get with that. You got a lot of people, guys, willing to spend money. Okay, we're here, let's do it. So. The question is, why aren't Gen Xers speaking out? We see in the polls that they do when they're asked, they feel like they're left out. I have two theories on that. One, maybe we just are the slacker generation. We're okay with just sitting there going, hmm, okay, I'm just going to ride the fence and eventually it's going to happen. Uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and that's dangerous for obvious reasons. You sit around, you have no control over everything, anything, and pretty soon, folks, you saw it. You, 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 you saw that 70% of millennials are open to voting socialists. Guys, this is, this, is, this, is, this is a problem. This is your future. Your future. They're going to be running things eventually. In fact, they kind of already are because they come out of college thinking that this is a magic bullet. Now I want to make six figures and be a manager. No, it doesn't work that way. You guys, Gen X, Gen Xers, get off your butt. If you are riding the sidelines, get off your butt. Start being heard. Start saying what you want. You got to start doing it because nobody's going to give it to you. You got to get up and make yourself heard. They got to know that you're still there and willing to spend money. Theory number two, and I've witnessed this. Gen Xers have kind of melded into that millennial generation. They, they don't want to grow up. They want to be considered like, oh, I'm going to be like, middle. oh, 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 yeah, I, I'm 50 years old, but I'm going to go shopping. Come on, let's go shopping at Forever 21 and they'll go out for pokey. Yeah, you've seen those moms. They're 50, 55 years old and 
they're shopping in Forever 21 and dressing like they're 17. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them, and I'm sure you probably have too. And you're looking at them thinking, man, dude, you need to grow up, man. Time to grow up. You're not a millennial. You're a Gen Xer. You're coming into your own. You need to get mature. Now, these are just two theories. You may have your own, but these are things that I've witnessed. I got to tell you, there's some things that can be done about it, okay? Uh, by all three generations, by the way, okay? I already said the first one, Gen Xers, get off your butts. Stop sitting at home lamenting and wring, wringing your hands about the way things are going. And why don't people care about me? Why don't they market to me? Why don't they Get off your butt and start doing it. Make your voices heard. Number two, baby boomers. You're guilty of this. You treat your Gen X kids like they're still kids. You guys, I, they're between 40 and 55 years old. We're not kids. Stop referring to us. It's time to start handing over the reins. You see this all over the place. You even see this. I even see this at my church. I see a gap. I see the baby boomers who are, who are the head pastor. And then there's no Gen Xers. And the ones coming up are millennials. Where's Gen X? Baby boomers, you need to look for those. They're not kids. You need to encourage them to step up and take their place. And, and, and millennials, I got to tell you, you need to sit down and shut up. That, that, that's it. You're not old enough yet. Some of you might be coming into your own as you approach 40, ready to start leading, maybe if you've got the experience. But for the most part, most of you simply aren't old enough to tell anybody else what to do. Just like you have to do with your kids, sometimes you're going to say, sit down, shut up. I'm not, me not being mean. I'm not mad. But you just don't understand yet. You don't have the experience yet. You guys need to sit down, shut up, and wait your turn. Your turn's coming. A lot of wisdom comes with time and age. So boomers, stop being selfish. Start handing the reins off to the Gen Xers. Encourage them. They need your help. They need your encouragement. Gen Xers, get off your butt and start taking your place in society. Start making better decisions. Millennials, relax. Enjoy life and start learning. You got to work hard. That's the way it goes. You'll get there eventually. All right. Um, that's going to about wrap it up for today. Uh, I'm not sure what the next episode is going to be. Um, not really even sure if anybody's going to like this podcast. Maybe my wife will subscribe. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, guys, but I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope the data helped you. I don't know how, even know how long this is at this point, but um, I'm trying to try and keep them short. Don't want them too long. Um, don't want them too short. But if I can just get some information, share with you my opinion, maybe help you help you form a well-thought-out opinion. It seems to be missing today. Everything's about emotions. It's emotionally charged. Everything's about how they feel. It's okay to feel, but it's not okay for your feelings to run away with you, your emotions to run away with you. I know everybody talks about empathy all the time. Empathy, empathy, empathy. Empathize. Empathy is important. Don't get me wrong. But empathy oftentimes just sitting around leads to just sitting around commiserating with somebody else because you feel their pain. I feel your pain. And then your emotions take over. I want to help you, but that doesn't work that way. Sympathy is what's needed to help people to get moving. You need both. So facts, data, reality, by the way. I don't feel a need to debate common sense. Guys, don't cross the freeway. 
It's not safe. Don't, don't try and cross the freeway. Do we need to debate that? Do we need to debate that? No, it's common sense. I'm tired of having to debate common sense with people. All right? So I hope this helps. I, I hope this, guys, sparked your some kernel of thought to start spending some time thinking. And we're going to cover some other issues, issues that maybe um, are kind of difficult, kind of touchy issues, and people may not even like. But the bottom line is you got to think about these things because, guys, I really feel like we're kind of losing our country, guys. We're losing our culture. We're losing America. And it's not too late. We can get it back, but we got a whole generation of people that haven't been heard that can step up and help fix it. So until next time, I'm going to try and put a new podcast out about every Friday. So until next time, um, just keep on going, guys. Talk to you later.